Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the next edition of the Pomona's Promise Community Podcast. Glad that you're able to join us today. My name is Jeff Johansson. I'll be the host of the podcast for this afternoon. Uh, I'm the executive director at Pomona Hope. And in addition, in my role here today, I also um, am the chair of the Community Engagement Board, which is one of the five initiatives of uh, Pomona's Promise. So I'm very happy to be here today with Khalif Rashan, who is the owner, director of the African Museum of Beginnings, located here in Pomona. Khalif, good afternoon. Good to, good to see you. Good afternoon. Good to see you as well. Wonderful. Um, tell us a little bit about the museum. If, um, I, what is the purpose of the museum? What is the mission of the museum? Well, um, the purpose is um, to, to affect repair of the African-American community by the entire community coming together, um, primarily African-American people affecting self-repair or self-reparations in, in learning how to interact with each other and the outside community and just working together and being open to uh, our community as well as the entire community in general. Now, when you talk about self-repair, can you go a little further? Like, what does that look like in, in practicality? Like, how does the museum help folks in that process? Well, with the specifics of, say, African-Americans, we as a people over time um, in America had been stripped of everything that we had before we came here, or no, after, prior to coming here. Uh, we come from a a civilization or civilizations, plural, that were actually foundational in all civilizations today and uh, inventions and uh, government, just about everything that exists today in the modern world comes from Africa. And so with, with, the, with ourselves coming here as captives being kidnapped, you know, and uh, people of, of different families and different groups of people, um, there had to be a, an initiation for the enslavement to work, and that was to take away everything that uh, the individuals had and put them in a hopeless position over generations, over 400 years, um, just countless unimaginable things that would happen to any people. And so now, um, I would say a hundred and so years later, we have the, um, the, the, the product of being uh, emancipated, however, being emancipated without uh, true repair, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, I have a. I brought a few books with me to remind me and to make things pretty clear. Like when you view African Americans in 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 this place, um, you have to keep in mind. I, I brought in a book by Naim, Dr. Naim Akbar, and um, his book is called "The Chains and Images." of psychological slavery. In order to for a person to become a slave, there has to be a slave uh, creation type system that goes on. And one of them is abuse, beating, and 
and just taking them out of everything they have known. And so you fast forward to this time without a conscious and without an effort to repair people that is that have become the, the, the economic foundation of what we know as America, um, but without redressing those things that happened to this people. You know, you get somebody to make them work, and you abuse them, you beat them, you do all these you know, unimaginable things that I really don't want to get into because I'll get too emotional yeah. about it. I want to yeah. stay focused, okay? Uh, I have another book uh, by um, Dr. Claude Anderson. It's called Black Labor, White, we uh, White Wealth. And in that book, it talks about the... Um, the system of enslavement, but most most of it, it talks about the economic impact that it had on America and that the trillions of dollars that are made and have been made in, in the future um, was made out of slave labor. And we're not talking about just America. We're talking about uh, England and we're talking about all the European countries. We're talking about the banking systems. Just about everything is afloat today based on the enslavement of African people. And so, but we forget about that. Um, and a lot of political things that are going on, we we lose sight of the fact that there was ne there has never been a redress of those things to make this people whole. Mm. You know, uh, it just takes one look at uh, what's the program with the judge, Judge Judy. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, we don't want to go beyond the making of people whole. We just want to make them whole. We just want to be whole. And there are a lot of things that were just uh, purposefully not attended to, although the benefits back then and even now, okay, even if it goes into the, you you talk about the um, the system, system of so-called corrections, hmm. there's a, trillions of dollars made out of that. And and we have to realize who is in prison generally. Mm -hmm. um, you have um, um, African Americans and Latinos, basically, and you know, um, and that's the justice system, as it said. And so there, we make light of it and say, justice system is just us in prison, mm -hmm. you know. And so those are just some things that we want to make clear. There's there's more more, but. We can start there. That's a good start. Uh, thank you, Kali, for sharing. We are going to take a quick break uh, for our sponsors, and we'll be back in a minute to continue our conversation with Kali. All right. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Positive Pomona Productions here at the Southern California Service Corps, located in downtown Pomona. We're really happy that you joined us today, celebrating African American Month, month of February. We have in-studio guest Kali. Khalif Rashad, please excuse Rashan. me. Rashad. Yeah, you know, not say my last name. <laughs> we have a competition here. Quinones. Yeah, you got oh, no. You just gonna make me make me feel bad. I heard right. you. I heard That's you right. Khalif. Uh, All right. All right. Thank you for joining us. We're back with Khalif Rashad, the owner of the African Museum of Beginnings in Pomona. Khalif, you shared a little bit with us about the the purpose of the museum. Um, I'd like to hear a little bit about what was your entry. Uh, into this world, into this knowledge, um, 
like what would what inspire what was your inspiration i guess i would say to to go down this path um my inspiration was growing up in a time of turbulence during the 60s and um uh it's a making a choice um, am I going to get involved and in, in make changes or am I going to um, be part of the status quo and be part of the of, of the problem? Um, and so I, I chose um, probably because of the, the upbringing that I had with with my my dad and and my brothers and sisters. I'm the youngest of, of 12 children um, uh, coming out of Compton. And um, my dad had a, a hard way to go, although it is very interesting because he was always the scholar wherever he lived. Everybody mm. went to him and, and respected him for his knowledge because he was quite a reader. He articulated very well, and it was understood. But uh, the thing about, you know, when you look at the, the uh, 50s and 60s, it didn't much matter you know, how, you know, the level of education, although he had an eighth grade education, he could do most anything. And um, it, um, I would say that he he got his first job um, when I was nine in 1959, full-time job with the state of California because of his brilliance. But prior to that, um, he worked with North American Aviation as a uh, diversity um, uh, person, okay, at that time, because you had more inclusion happening, uh, uh, people that were coming back from the war, he was able to articulate and he was able to um, uh, just make things work with new people coming into that particular uh, uh, field. But after the time, you know, it's time to go. You know, we have other GIs coming back, and so uh, your time has been, you know, useful, but you have to go. And that was just the way it was in those days for black people. And the excuse was, well, you you know, you don't have high school education. Mm. But as far as his ability to do things. But if I may, I want to go yeah. back yes. to the museum, yes. and, uh, and we talked um, about the repair. Mm -hmm. And... Um, repair starts with any people that is that is not whole in any area. It doesn't have to be just cultural. Uh, it just happens for us. But the knowledge of self is probably the most important thing that you can get. Okay, once you know yourself, and that's ancient, then you can do most anything. Okay, and as a um, retired teacher of, well, I guess, 45 years in education, mm, wow. um, uh, as a um, contracted teacher, 36 years, and right now I uh, substitute teach to make sure that this works financially. Yeah. And um, it's, that's, that's the thing that I stress with my students was education is the, is the key. And also, you don't have a true education unless you know of yourself. It doesn't matter what your ethnicity is. You must know yourself. Yeah. And um, and I had the privilege of teaching all children. And so my 
um, what I got of it was just the, the satisfaction of knowing I did it right because when I see students, um, they, you know, they let me know that I affected them. And <laughs> I'm laughing because I was at Kaiser one day and I moved from uh, education, I mean, elementary education, elementary teacher to high school. And so I took a class that was known as the opportunity class, meaning the last opportunity to be in this school uh-huh. <laughs> before you go somewhere else. Yes. <laughs> and so you can imagine what it was like. And I had this kid. He was very sharp. But he, I, I have a very um, strong but mild demeanor. But I, I mean what I say, and I don't mm-hmm. get get out of pocket or raise my voice or anything, but inside I was boiling with this kid. Mm. But I had to teach him and relate to him. I had to love him, this Mexican kid. And he was, you know, he just he just wouldn't, it just wouldn't happen. But fast forward 30 years, I saw him at Kaiser. I didn't recognize him, but he, yeah. he said, are you Mr. Rashawn? I looked at him, I said, uh, yes. He said, I was your student. Mm. And... I gave you, I know I gave you the blues, <laughs> and I, but you stayed calm, and, mm. and it worked. And I want to tell you that I really, really appreciate what you did for me. Yeah. And, it, I mean, I felt, I mean, I had to hug him. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. We hugged, and it was, it was just, it was just uh, very worthwhile. It just made, made my day and made yeah. a whole lot of days because it, it let me know that I'm on the right track. So it's about knowing yourself. And and as a teacher and as what we do at the museum with all the volunteers, uh, Brother Gary led him included with my my wife. She lets me do this. Mm. Um, This is what we learn. We, We read books. We make exhibits. We find out what is the truth because there's been a lot of, um, a lot of um, fraud, mm. educational fraud, even even um, artifacts that were found turned out to be frauds mm. in order to obfuscate or hide really what had happened in the, the, in the part and contribution of African people to this world. It, it was hidden. Okay, so this is what we do. We bring these things together, and then we... We display them and we talk about them and we share it and we have kids from all over um, from the school district uh, and we're having more and more people. We're now, um, we we just now finished our 12th year in in business. And by the way, this is not my museum. Okay. Not not just because it's a, it's a public trust, but because it belongs to everyone and everyone can see themselves there, you know, because after all, we all come from one source, one people, yeah. you know, and so, and that's what we stress too, is that we have to, we just give, and as we give, we let people know that you matter, and you walk through that door, you're one of us, okay? That's not saying that we don't have shop talk when it comes to having meetings with black folk just black folk and talking about the real deal of what we need to do for ourselves because it's it's obviously it's obvious that 
if we sit around and wait to be served or wait yeah. to be uh, made whole, it's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. So we we call it self-repair. We call it self-reparations. We know that there may be something, if there is such a thing as a rainbow, but but I don't care. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I call myself an ant. Okay. An ant, the crawling type, because they just keep coming. Uh. They don't look to the right. They don't look to the left. They don't care who's helping. They just work. Yeah. And they work and they work. Do they die and somebody else take their place? <laughs> yeah. So I look at myself as an ant, and I heard um, one of uh, uh, a lecture of uh, uh, Brother Khalid Muhammad, and that's what he said. He said, we need to be ants. We need to not worry so much as who's helping and what needs to be done. Just get to work. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's how we do it. Now, we can get back to that other question that you had, but I wanted to really make that clear about what we do for ourselves yes. and for the community as a whole. Uh, we're going to be having field trips for fourth graders for the California Black History portion of the curriculum. Okay, and we also um, teach chess. I go out to five sites and teach chess in a, um, you know, so that so that they can learn things is called um, uh, uh, educational progress through chess. And so that opens up the kids' minds. So it's, it's one of the across-the-board things that we do to serve the community. I love it. I love it. Thank you, Khalif. Very inspiring. We're going to take one more break, and we'll be back with Khalif Rashan in just a moment. Thank you, dear. This podcast is brought to you by the African American Museum of Beginnings at 1460 East Holt Avenue in Pomona, 91767. Now come join us at the African American Museum of Beginnings and find out where humanity starts. Our, our uh, saying is, come to the African American Museum of Beginnings where humanity is welcomed home. We're back with Khalif Rashan, uh, owner of the African, Amer African Museum of Beginnings in Pomona. Um, I was wondering, within your collection of pieces or experiences, is there maybe one or two that you're particularly proud of or you feel are particularly impactful? Um, there, there are many. Um, but I would have to say the collection of comedic uh, papyrus, uh, which comedic is um, the African word for Egyptian, uh, and and this is something that you do not learn in your history books that the Egyptians were African people. Okay, so I would say uh, you can see some fine uh, replications of um, papyrus. We don't have many um, what you would call. Uh, primary sources because it really doesn't matter because the brain computer doesn't care. Right. You know, you come in and see replicas and know that they are uh, from the originals. Mm -hmm. And uh, it works just as well for us, for everyone. Um, there, We do have a, a very, very nice replica of um, what would be called um, an Omec head, an Omeca head. And it would actually 
properly be known as a Nubian head. And we, uh, we show those. And um, I would also uh, advise that there is a replica in West Covina at Jalapa Park okay. in West Covina, right off the 10 freeway. If, you, if you're going um, west on the 10 freeway and get out, exit Holt Avenue, and once you go down at the stop sign, you'll see a 25 or 30 ton, um, what they call a, it's a megalith, a large stone head. So I just want to let you know that it's there. Okay. Uh, shout out at Jalapa Park. Jalapa Park. Very good. If folks wanted to come to the museum, like what what are your hours? What are, you know, what how if I if I'm excited and I want to come learn more, what's the best way to to get there? Um uh, I would say just just go to uh put in 1460 East Holt Avenue African American Museum. Um the address. Do not go to go Google Maps because they will take you to the swap meet. <laughs> we are not inside the swap meet. Just go to 1460 East Holt Avenue and we'll take you to the Indian Hill Mall where the offices of Pomona Unified School District are there. And And I want to give a shout out to them because they are were very gracious in allowing us to start there. Yeah. And um, we are still there because they... Um, basically, the district has let us know know that we matter, and this is important for the community and and for the students there. Um, so, just just go by there. Also, go to Facebook. Uh, as we are redoing our website, I would refer you to to um, Facebook, and you'll find some nice things on Facebook. African American Museum of Beginnings. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, I want to thank you, uh, Khalif, for taking the time to be with us today to share um, some really important uh, information with us, not only about your museum, but also um, just about the state of, of, of where the African American community is at today and what it might take to continue to move things forward. So I thank you for taking the time. Um, I encourage everyone to, to look up, as he mentioned, uh, 1460 East Holt. Um, stay out of the swap meet. It's, it's further up further on the west end of the building. Um, or check them out on Facebook. Um, and I would strongly recommend that you do that. Sweet 188. Oh, Sweet 188. Okay, that's perfect. Um, so thank you again, Khalif. Um, if you're interested in learning more about the broader work of Pomona's Promise, there are five different initiatives. This community engagement board, which this podcast is part of, is, is one of them, but there are others. You can visit PomonasPromise.net. Uh, to learn more. I also want to thank Andy Quinones for hosting us here and running all the equipment and also Angel. What's your last name, Angel? Ariano, I apologize. Angel Ariano. These guys behind the scenes making this thing amazing. So thank you for your hard work. I uh, hope that you'll continue to stay tuned and, and we'll have other guests on in the future. So have a great afternoon. <laughs>